Welcome to the Mamas in Midlife podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and today we're going to be talking about self-soothing. Hello, everybody. So at the time of this recording, it's been about one month since the coronavirus was declared a pandemic. There have been, since this happened, I know there's been a lot of people that have been feeling keyed up or on edge emotionally as they observe these changes that are happening in our in our world related to this pandemic. I wanted to talk on this today because when we get really keyed up or we get really emotional, there's things that we can do to self-soothe and to help us in being able to manage our emotions when they get super, super intense. When I start working with clients who experience a lot of anxiety, I first will often teach them grounding or self-soothing techniques so they can learn how to calm down their system quickly when they need to. I view this as a starting point with clients in being able to teach them this. And then later on, I move on to being able to teach them how to really be aware of what emotions they're experiencing and be able to processing, process those emotions. But in the beginning, this is a great starting point and this is a great technique to be able to learn how to use to be able to calm yourself down. It's also something that can be taught to, to children. Speaking of children, my daughter just a week ago had her first baby, our first grandbaby, and as I've been watching her learn to take care of this new baby and help this baby to start getting into a sleeping schedule and an eating schedule, I have had the word self-soothe come to mind. When she was at the doctor just recently and asking questions about how to get this baby or how to help the baby learn how to sleep well over a period of time, the doctor had mentioned the word self-soothe, that the baby will need to learn how to self-soothe and over a period of time not always be put to sleep by being fed or being rocked, but that the baby can learn how to self-soothe over a period of time. This is kind of the same idea with being able to self-soothe or do what's called grounding with ourselves. Now I want to point out that adults can self-soothe in ways that are beneficial and ways that are not beneficial. Sometimes as adults, we may use things like alcohol, drugs, maybe overeating, eating foods that are not beneficial, overspending, or shopping for things that we don't need. And there are others that people use to be able to self-soothe. The kind of self-soothing I'm talking about today is the kind of self-soothing, or again, it's called grounding, that's really beneficial for us. So I want to teach you a few of the ways that you can use to calm yourself down. Again, when you feel really emotionally keyed up or charged, and we in in therapy call it grounding. I want to explain to you a little bit what grounding is. Grounding is a way to be able to face something that you're triggered by or something that enrages you or sometimes people that are having substance cravings or emotional pain that's probably above a six on a scale of zero to 10. I later 
will teach people how to process emotions, but this is a really good starting point in being able to learn how to just take it down when they're emotionally charged. Today, I'm going to teach you about three different types of grounding. One is mental grounding. The second is physical grounding. And the third is called soothing grounding. So here's some examples of things that you can do related to mental grounding. The first is you describe the environment you're in. So say you're sitting in your living room and you start describing all the different things that you see in great detail. So I might look over at my fireplace and notice that there's bricks and it's in a horizontal pattern and it's brown. The brick colors are brown and they're cream and a dark brown. And above above the brick, there's a mantle and the mantle's white. And on the mantle, I'm seeing some blocks that have words written on them. I'm seeing flowers that are cream. They have a little bit of brown and some green leaves. I see a mirror. The mirror has about a couple inch border around it that's black. I'm seeing on the mantle also some older books. As I look around the room, I'm also seeing a clock. The clock has Roman numerals on it, and it's kind of a light brown. Below that clock, I'm seeing a chair. The chair has blue and white, kind of a velvety material that's on it. Next to that is a side table. The side table is white. It has a lamp on it. The lamp is black. It has a glass shade on it. And that and then I would continue to go around the room and describe things in great detail. And what this does, it kind of takes us out of that emotionally charged state and it kind of gets us into focusing on something else. And that's why it can take us down down emotionally. One other thing, or there's a few other things that you can do for mental grounding. You can play a category game with yourself and you can start naming different categories. Say you like dogs, you could start naming all the different types of breeds of dogs. If you like cars, you could start naming different types of cars, musicians, songs. Say you like country music, you could start naming all kinds of country artists or their their songs. You could also do something with the ABCs. You could start with the letter A and start naming different types of animals. So for example, A, antelope, B, bear, C, cat, D, dog, E, elephant. And so you go through the whole elephant and name different types of animals. Or you could do any type of subject and use the alphabet. Some people will use counting, maybe counting from 1 to 100 or maybe even counting backwards from 100 to 0. So you can use, there's different types of mental mental grounding activities. This is just a few of them that I wanted to share with you. Now you have physical grounding. Physical grounding is something where you're using your body to be able to, you're kind of going into your body to be able to ground. So let me give you a few examples of that. You could take your hands and put them under running cold water. And as it's running over your hands, notice the sensation of the cool water. What does it feel like? Describe it in your mind in detail of what that water feels like. You could also use warm water to do this. Sometimes people will get ice and maybe hold ice for a little bit. You have to be careful so you don't hurt your skin, but maybe it's even an ice pack and holding that or maybe putting the ice pack on the head and noticing the sensation that they feel. 
Another way to do physical grounding is to get your heels and put both of them on the floor and then dig your heels into the ground and notice the sensations. When I'm doing it right now, I can feel my calf muscles tighten up. I can feel my hamstrings tightening up. I can also feel a little bit of tightening in my knees. Another thing you can do with your body is take your hands and clench them really, really tight and just hold them tight for a few seconds and then start to open them up real slowly and notice the sensations, the blood flow as you open all of your fingers. And you can take take it and clench them again really, really tight and hold for a few seconds. And then again, open them up really slowly and notice the sensations that you're feeling in your hands as you open them up. One that maybe some of you are familiar with that's another way of physically grounding is breathing and focusing on breathing. You can do this in three second, four second, five second increments. So for example, say I'm gonna do a four second increment. I'm gonna breathe in for four seconds. And then breathe out for four seconds. And then just keep doing that in for four seconds, out for four seconds. And do this for several minutes. This really, really can calm down your system. And I found it to be very effective for myself and also with my clients. Now, the last one is called soothing grounding. And this is things where maybe you are thinking of people that you really care about. And say it's your mom and you're thinking about your mom and some of the neat experiences that you've had together. Or maybe it's another person that's really important to you. You can think about a calm place, somewhere that you like to go, or maybe this is even a place that's imagined. A few years ago, my husband and I, for our 20th anniversary, we had this dream of wanting to go to Hawaii. So we planned and we saved and we prepared for this vacation. And when we went there, we got this little Airbnb that was behind someone's house and it wasn't very far from the beach. And every morning we would go out and we would sit on this porch and we would listen to the sounds of the ocean. We could hear the breeze going through the trees. We could see the beautiful green leaves of the trees. We could see the flowers that were all around us. Not far from where we were sitting, there was a a pond that had koi fish in it. The owners of the property also had a cat that was very friendly. And I I like cats. And so this I would call this cat over and it would come and sit on my lap and I would sit there and I'd pet it. So again, that's more the physical grounding. But that that was something that is my happy place. When I need to calm myself down, I go back to that place in Hawaii and I can envision myself sitting on that porch next to my husband. And maybe we were just reading or we were talking or I'm listening to the ocean. And I go back to that and I describe it in great detail. Now, maybe you have a calm place that you like to go back to. Or maybe there's one that you can imagine. Maybe there's somewhere that you would like to go and you can take that place and you can imagine it and what it would be like for you to be in that place. These are all 
different techniques that you can do to practice grounding or self-soothing. Now, there's many, many more. If you want to research it, you could go to the internet and just research grounding techniques. Some of these are going to work for some people and others will work for others. You have to find what works for you and you have to practice. Grounding or self-soothing definitely takes some practice. Sometimes it's easier to go to our behaviors or our self-soothing techniques that we're used to that maybe aren't so helpful. So you can work work on practicing some of these techniques that are going to be more beneficial for you. I have, as I've said before, I've learned to do this for myself and I found it to be very, very comforting. I've also seen it really help my clients that have practiced it. I hope that you will find that this is helpful and something that you can practice, especially at a time like this where we're experiencing something in our world that we've never experienced before. There's a lot of heightened emotions. And so I felt like it was really important to share something like this that you can use and practice to help you in dealing with some of these emotions that that could be really highly charged at this time. If you have questions about this or you're interested in getting coaching from me, please reach out to me. My email is mamas in midlife. That's M-A-M-A-S in midlife at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at mamas in midlife. That's all I have for today. We will talk to you next week on the podcast of mamas in midlife. Oh, 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 oh,